Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I am Renzi. Sirius XM Channel 159. Let's do this thing. Thanks to Andrew McInnes uh, for joining us. Uh, Arash Markazi will step up and in a little bit later on in level two. We got the big E, Eric Cohen uh, with us in level three. We'll talk Juan Soto. We'll talk LA All-Star game. We'll talk a little Lakers uh, with uh, Arash. A lot of stuff to get to here uh, still this evening. Uh, and in fact, we've got, we were just talking about Nate Diaz yet, and we'll get into Nate Diaz and uh, Cosma, uh, that, that fight. Uh, looks like that's, uh, that, that's a deal uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, thanks to McKinnis uh, for joining us. Doubleheader on Thursday night. I've been going, I've gone to every BC Lion game so far uh, this year. Um, I've been to, uh, to all three, what, they've had three home games. That's right, I've been to all three uh, home games so far. They play Thursday night. We're on the air. It's kind of tough. I was thinking about going to the first half. It's 7 o'clock. The game starts at 7. I was thinking about going to the first half and and, um, you know, and then leaving. And then I'm like, ah, I don't know. So, uh, you know what I've decided to do, Matthias? I'm going to support the, uh, the Whitecaps this week. Mixing it up a little bit. I'll miss the game, the BC Lion game. I'll watch it on TV. We'll be on the air live when it's going on. Um... And then uh, Saturday, but what I'm going to do on Saturday, I've decided I've gone to I've gone to uh, I've been to two Whitecap games this year. I think they played about six or seven home games. The Whitecap schedule, like BC, I don't know. They, I don't know like who who has like bigger pull in the stadium. I, or I don't know if they alternate type thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how it works really. But it seems to me like that suddenly. Look, the BC Lions are always playing on Saturday. Suddenly. And the Whitecaps used to have a lot of Saturday games, and they seem to be on Sunday evenings more, and that's worse for me because we're on and stuff. So long story short, like the Lions have been in better spots as well for me to go. But uh, Saturday night, the Caps are playing, and the Whitecaps are hot right now. They're playing some great soccer. Julian Gressel is going to make his debut on Saturday night. And uh, it's pretty cheap, Matthias. So for $85, this is the seat. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll show you guys online after. I'll tweet it once I get it. I don't have it yet, but... It's $85, and uh, you're on the pitch, Matthias. You're basically, you stand next to the bench. That's fantastic. Anytime you're on the pitch for under 100 bucks, are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, you're on the pitch, but, like, no seats or anything. Like, you're basically standing. But the thing is, there's a bar there, Matthias. They bring you food and drinks and stuff. 
So you got like it's a VIP section on the pitch. That's where I would be. I would be. It's called the fan, the VIP fan, whatever, hardcore. You know what I mean? It's like that's the best spot right there. Yeah, because I always sit behind the net with the the fan supporters, the nut jobs. But I always look over. I'm like, man, I got to be over there, man. Like getting, I see these hot chicks serving people drinks and stuff on the pitch. I'm like, I'm like, why? And and the thing is, bro, the the Whitecaps coach like high fives the the fans and stuff. He's very animated, the guy. I'm like, why am I not down there? I got to be there. I'm going to film it and stuff. <laughs> All right, level two. That's it, Sports Rage. I am a Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. All right. Uh, did I say my name is Morency? I meant moron. Uh, see. All right. And, yeah, we've heard that one before. Uh, man, what was I doing? Taking the National League. Oh, National League. Tony Godson, of all people, was the one that got lit up. Uh, but, hey, the game goes on to the numbers. 3-2. There's a, a big uproar about the uniforms. Our boy, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, on Game Time Decisions tonight, like, he really got mad mad. Like, I thought he was going to swear. <laughs> which, which, incidentally, he did a few weeks ago. So, uh, I thought, like, he was like, these uniforms, like, we was losing it. And I was going to move on about the uniforms, but they, they, you know, they suck. Let's just call it off what it is. And uh, here's Manford. Eh? Like, this guy, man, he's always got to say something dumb that just sort of upsets people. Like, he you know, he just doesn't care, like, about you – know, I don't know. He cares about the game because he wants them to make money. But he doesn't care about, like, the tradition. He doesn't care about, like, what fans – like, he, he's just so, like, tone deaf, this guy. And that's the best way of putting it. He's tone deaf. I want to get the quote right here about the, about the uniforms. Some of the, you know, oh yeah, and by the way, uh, Jacob DeGrom's hurt again. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom experienced mild muscle soreness around his shoulder. Like, dear God, like seriously, Adele is tougher than this guy is. All right, so uh, here's yeah, Tyler uh, Kepner. Where's Tyler from? Uh, baseball columnist, New York Times, history of uh, yeah, New York Times guy. So yeah, Tyler Kepner says, if you're bummed about the All-Stars not wearing their actual uniforms again, I asked Rob Manfred about it. He praised Nike and added I never thought that a baseball team wearing different jerseys in a game was a particularly appealing look for us. So you never thought that what we've been doing for over a hundred years is appealing? Like the guy really is just flat out a moron. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just like, seriously, like that's like saying, you know, we never really thought that the Yankee pinstripes meant much anyways. Man, the same guy that called the World Series trophy a piece of tin. Like, you know, like, you know, like seriously, this guy. No, it wasn't very particularly appealing. Listen, I'm a jersey mark. I got like 80 jerseys in my closet, and I used to have more, but I gave them away because I had so many jerseys. And I don't even want to buy your piece of crap jerseys. Sucks. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Late Night Anger Man for Christ. This is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. The American League wins for the ninth year in a row. 3-2 final score. Stanton is the MVP. Congratulations to our boy Frank Schwab, actually. Frank Schwab picked Stanton to be the MVP. He picked two dudes. Uh, I saw I saw the tweet earlier. He picked two dudes. It was Stanton and um, it was Buxton. It was Buxton. They both hit the home runs. So, yeah, he had Buxton. So, like us last night when we had both guys going into the finals, he had Buxton and Stanton. I saw him tweeting, like, saying, hey, feeling good. So, congratulations to Frank. We should get him on the show uh, later in the week. I know he was on uh, vacation, so I think he's back. Uh, Yahoo Sports, Frank Schwab. So, uh, Arash Markazi, no introduction needed for Arash. Arash Markazi will join us, uh, I don't know, in about 20 minutes' time. He's, uh, he's uh, obviously in L.A. So, um Arash Markazi will join us at our good old friend, Big E. Eric Cohen, who is our longtime update partner and crime guy, part of uh, the Sports Rage crew of uh, yesteryear, will step up and in and kick it with us. He just got back from Vegas himself. Everyone's going everywhere, um, except me. I mean, somebody's got to hold it. Somebody's got to run this place. <laughs> somebody's somebody's got uh, I know it's not during the day. Our update guys have, like, been on vacation more, more than I am. But uh, we love what we do. And uh, we've got it. We've got you know sort of combined stuff. I've got a bunch of little mini trips uh, coming up here. I got a bunch of sort of mini mini events, trips, and all this coming up before football. And once the football season starts, we're kind of locked in. We're kind of like might as well just like you know tie me to the desk type of thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're you know, six days a week. We're on Sunday afternoons during the games, and it's just football, football, football. But yeah, bring it on, bring it on. We're ready to go. Uh, Kazmat Shabayev vows to hand Nate Diaz's uh, handle Nate Diaz's funeral. The UFC 279 main event. Nate, Nate Diaz appears to have gotten his wish from the UFC, uh, and uh, he's been booked for his last uh, fight on his contract. Diaz is face set to face rising star Kazmat Shabayev on September the 10th. The main event UFC 279, according to ESPN. Diaz on the last fight of his deal. And has been in the midst of a contract dispute. Uh, he wants to fight uh, Jake Paul, of course. Um, Chamayev said in a statement via ESPN, I'm going to handle Nate Diaz's funeral with the UFC. And I like what uh, this story says here. It's a very curious piece of uh, mis- uh, matchmaking by the UFC. It's a 28-year-old Chamayev is 11-0 and the number three ranked welterweight in the company. Diaz is 37 and lost two of his last uh, three fights. But Diaz's representative told ESPN, this is a fight that Nate has been asking uh, for since the middle of April. Uh, for the record, the opening number is, uh, what do you think the opening number is, Matias, uh, in this fight? I'd say Nate Diaz is probably a plus 745 uh, underdog, and Chemaev is minus 1100. Should That's be a very, there. It's a good call. I wouldn't have guessed that high. That's what he is. He's an 1100 favorite, 10 to 1. You're telling me you didn't see this and you just guessed 11 to 1? Yes, I wanted to sprinkle some of it on. I knew it was going to be big. Everybody's been talking about how bad this should be. You know, I've seen one media member that I respect actually pick Diaz. Everybody else has been saying this is a massive mismatch. <laughs> well, so it, it is. It's going to be bad. It is. Um I'm actually surprised it's this high at 11 to 1. It won't be. It won't be 11 to 1. Like, I don't know who the hell opened this. This is in the story here, just from uh, the New York Post. Uh, it picked up the ESPN and said, Ozmakers uh, said sports betting apps. I clicked the app, but I don't see the book that opened this up. They, they won't. This is a bad number. Here, let me check uh, best fight odds here. They'll be on top of this for real. They'll be on top. I do of what expect Shamab to finish this in the first round. I'd be surprised if this doesn't go past one. Because they won't understand why Nate would. I don't understand why Nate would take this fight. It just because I don't really he, understand it. He's got to get out of his contract. He's got to fight. Like if he wants to go, he can't. You can't just say, "Oh, you let me out of my deal. I got to fight." All right, here's the fight. We told you this would happen. Uh, we've never really seen Nate get submitted. He, you know, he's usually be, he got dropped by Josh Thompson, and besides that. You know, this is a type of fight where Cosmo could put Nate to sleep 
and and, right, and let him ride into the sunset. But if I'm Nate Diaz, you know, I don't want to ride off into the sunset being submitted. You know, not the way to go out if you're Diaz. Like he says, this is just a, wow. a weird fight to take. All right. So, you know what? The, um, the odds are up in multiple books uh, right now. And it's even higher. It's even higher. It's 1200 and 1250 What says? Bet, let me see. Okay. Bet MGM right now has Cosmo at a minus 1200 That's insane. Diaz plus 70 is 725 It's going to come down. No one's going to bet this. Like no one, no one's going to lay like uh, no one's going to lay those odds. Like the, you know, what I mean, they're not going to get any action. You can't because you can't put that in a parlay. No one's going to bet a thousand dollars to win a hundred dollars. So it's it'll come down. All right, here here's one place it's already come down here. Betway is coming down uh, right now. They've got Nick Diaz already at plus six hundred. This this would come down just out of principle, out of the odds, but. Hey, look, Diaz won't get murdered. He's going to lose the fight, but, like, he won't, like, lose a limb or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, unless, you know, unless Cosmat, whatever, wants to really hurt him on the way out, but he can't, you know what I mean? He wants to fight harder. I told you the other night. I told you guys the other night all this when he said, oh, I'm not getting a fight. It's not true. It's not true. It's in, it's in every fighter's contract that they have to get offered a fight. Some of it's three times a year. The bigger guys, the champs, trying to prolong it themselves. But Dana called his bluff, and I was—I told you guys the other night that Dana was right. When Dana said no, he goes, I have to offer him fights. It's in the contract that I have to offer him the fight. He goes, he just doesn't take these fights. So I think he probably figures now, once and for all, I'll get out of this and I can make money fighting, uh, I can make money fighting Paul no matter what happens. Because honestly, even if Diaz got like submitted in 10 seconds, bro, Right? Even if, like, he gets killed right away, it won't matter after against Paul. Dude, they fought Ben Askren. He's Tyrone Woodley. Woodley was done for years, and people bought that. So, it won't matter. Diaz can say after, and it's a good excuse, too, uh, Matias. Diaz says, oh, I came to fight, and I got taken down. I hate that stuff, right? And you can sort of... He's got something to hang his hat on here, but I'm actually amazed. Good call by you, thinking the odds would be that high. I would have said it would have been like minus 650 or 700 or something. That's whacked. Okay. Minus 1250 right now. He probably should not be ranked realistically in the division anymore. He, he's ranked because of his stature and who he's fought back then. But, you know, he got demolished by Leon Edwards. Great fighter, Leon Edwards. But if Chamaya fought Leon Edwards, it'd be very competitive. You know, it'd be very competitive because those guys are on the same level. Cosma is going to run him over. I just don't know why he didn't wait for Connor. I think he could have he could have made a lot of money against Connor. Everybody would have bought. He doesn't him. call the shots, bro. He doesn't call yeah, the shots. Have to make that fight. Everybody wants to see that fight. And it's, who's it's everybody? I don't give a crap about that. Like that's like saying you need to see Hulk Hogan and like Andre the Giant again. Like who cares, bro? Like who cares about Diaz and Connor McGregor now? And I like I like Diaz. I'm just I'm just being real. Like I, you know like really. Oh, we need to see a third fight? I told you too, bro. They're not going to let him make that money on the way out, Matthias. They don't like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you think that Dana White is going to put him on a poster and spend $4 million advertising for him? As if, right? No, this is the best case scenario. They got him in against someone they know he's going to lose against. Right? It's like, all right, he's going to be out of, you know, whatever. And they're probably secretly going to tell Cosmon on the way out, listen, if you really bust him up, I'll give you a bonus. You know what I mean? Right? Just the damn boy Heath Herring. <laughs> well, no, but that's how they work. This I told you guys this on the air the other night. Like, every, like, the Kevin Durant, every story I tell you, like, and then two days later it happens. Like I said, they're not going to let him, they're not going to let him out without a beating, Matthias. That's what I told you. Point blank. It's very simple. It's like, yeah, you got one more fight left in your contract. You think you're so tough. You're a UFC fighter. Here's the third-ranked guy in the world for you. Wink, wink. And Cosmo knows what to do. He already used it. He called it a funeral. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of like The Undertaker in the WWE. Like, when Vince didn't like you, The Undertaker would beat you up for real in the ring. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, Brian. Care to place a wager? Tomorrow night on Fox's Celebrity Boxing, I've got Carol Channing beating Mike Tyson in three rounds. Carol Channing. You've got Carol Channing, the actress, beating Mike Tyson, the boxer. Hell, give me 50 bucks on Tyson. Yeah, you're in good company. Betting Freddy took the same wager. Right now I'm getting all fired up here. Now I'm Matthias, Conor McGregor. I just punched at Conor McGregor's name. I want to get his record up here, his fights, but I guess it's his birthday, and he's all wasted somewhere. I think he just threw a pizza at someone or something. I didn't even look. I don't care. Uh, I really don't. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Come on, I'll tell you in a second. I'll look back. I said Conor McGregor's rock his birthday party, and it's, I don't know. It's some of, I, so I think I, there's a video I'm throwing up. Let me just let me just see this. God, this is the guy you care about? All right. Conor McGregor hat-throwing incident in stride while parting. Oh, somebody threw a hat at him. All right. He got pissed off. <laughs> Regret, reacts aggressively after a hat is thrown to the UFC star in Isbaza, Spain. Like, yeah, this guy's ready to fight? Spanish police probe woman's claim she was, a, she was attacked by Conor McGregor in Spain last night. It's 10 hours. You see this? Uh... Here's Nate Diaz. The UFC wants me to fight Conor McGregor. I'm not fighting Conor McGregor. Yeah, you don't want the $5 million, right? <laughs> God, this stuff is annoying. Okay, so um, here's Conor McGregor. Lost twice to Dustin Poirier. So, bro, he's lost three of his last four fights. He's throwing a Floyd fight. He's lost um, four of his last five fights. Like, cool. perfect, Why do you want to see this guy fight? fight? Why do you want to see him fight? Like, who cares? He's done. Like, like uh, it's, it's. I was still, I was still paid to watch him fight. Either knock oh. somebody out, or he's gonna get knocked out. Who, Connor? Yeah. Connor will only fight someone he knows he can beat. And the guy wants to fight Diego Sanchez. <laughs> like his last win is against Donald Cerrone, bro. <laughs> Donald Cerrone just got beat by like Jim Miller. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. The last time he won in a UFC octagon was against Cowboy Cerrone. His last real win was against Eddie Alvarez in 2016. The guy's wasted in Spain right now. He makes like $500 million a year selling that crappy whiskey. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you think this guy cares? Come on. Like, who, like, who, like honestly. I would like to see him fight Olivier and get kicked in the head, but he wasn't going to do that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I do believe that Connor would have fought Diaz again because they could have made money off of people like you, and uh, and he knows he probably he thinks he could win that fight, but maybe he's not so sure about that that he would win. Who do you think Connor could beat now? Like out of any of the contenders, somebody small. <laughs> Somebody that he's taller than, we can expose him and call him, a, you know, a small person and all those. What weight class is Connor, anyways? Well, he's a buck fifty-five. Let's call him a lightweight, one fifty-five. Yeah, yeah well, so one fifty-five. He became a champion because he went down to one forty-five, where he could actually make that weight and be bigger than everybody else. That was his, his best size. run. That was his best yeah. run when he beat Aldo and all that. He was on top of his game. 
That was his fiercest run. He was hungry. Listen, he was great early. I, you know, I think he's more – Conor McGregor to me is more – Let's not confuse him with being the greatest fighter ever and being the best marketer ever in the UFC. There's a difference. He's not the best fighter in UFC history. I hear some people are one of the greatest. Like, he's not. Like, what are you talking about? How many title it's defenses? Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. How many title defenses does he have? Yeah, exactly, Matias. Like, Usman's a great champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. George St. Pierre was a great champion. Like, you know what I mean? Guys that were like, man, this guy's like 15 and 0, bro, with the belt. Anderson Silva. You know what I'm saying? Like, John Jones. Even though John Jones, I don't put it up in the grades because John Jones hasn't fought enough. Like, if you want to be considered, like, John Jones, like, you could say John Jones the best fighter ever, which I wouldn't have a problem with in the sense of, look, he's never lost, right? The Matt Hamill wasn't a real loss. So, um,. That was like, he was killing Matt Hamill and whatever. It was an illegal uh, elbow to the head type thing. So, you could say that John Jones was, for me, I would say John Jones was the best that I've seen. All right, I saw his whole career. And people know that listen to the show a long time. He was he used to be on our show before he was big, right? But he changed, man. You changed, man. Um, but um, But you can't. Like, to be one of the greats, Matthias, you actually have to fight, bro. Same with Connor. You, you know what I mean? Belt, Gabe. You got to fight. You, you're, yeah. you already nailed it. And, you know, I, we can't forget about Jose Aldo. Jose yeah, Jose Aldo, Aldo another one, yeah. He took guys that defend the it, belt, but... Matthias, like, even the old guys, like, you know, the Rich Franklins and the Chuck Liddells and stuff, man. They didn't have a choice, Matthias. You fought the next tough son of a bitch, like, in three months. There was no dodging it. You didn't have a choice. It was like, well, he's up next. You know what I mean? And now it's more yeah, even Dana and the UFC is about money and stuff. Before it was just like, listen, it's tough. You're fighting Chuck Liddell next, bro. That's that's he's next, right? Like, right? it was like one of those deals. Well, George St. Pierre is next. BJ Penn, right? It was all it was all you couldn't avoid a killer, Matthias, in those days. You know what I mean? And that's what made it, it was like, wow, yeah, man, GSP just beat him yeah, again, right? Man. He beat him again. He beat Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes, another great champion, right? Matt Hughes. Let's not forget about the older guys, like. So, like, these new dudes that win once or twice, and, yeah, man, you made money, and you got, you know, you got 8 million Instagram followers and blah, blah, blah. Doesn't mean you're George St. Pierre, bro. You know what I mean? You're not George St. Pierre. Uh, you're not. You know what I mean? You're not. Like, uh, it just is. So, uh, let's not get into the Connor stuff, but good call by Matias, thinking he would be that big of a favorite. I can't believe you didn't see that before. I would never have said that he was going to be that big of a favorite. Um... Uh, against uh, against no Diaz, chance in hell I could bet any sort of money on Nate Diaz in that fight, Gabe. You know, it, it would have to be an extravagant number to the point where it would scare you off. Because, it, it, come on, I, I would just bet the under. Yeah, but they need That'd they need to entice. Bet. Yeah, I guess this is a number that they thought. All right, this is a big enough number that we'll get some Diaz money. Because if we, it, you know what I'm thinking from the book now perspective, I like to get Joey Odessa on actually from the book perspective. If they, you're right. If they open at minus 500, people are going to crush it right away. They're going to think, ah, it's worth it to put, you know what I mean, 5,000, 1,000 or whatever, because I'm not going to lose this bet. So they're trying to scare people off and get some Diaz money, and it'll come down by fight night. What are the odds here? I'm looking at future odds here. The fights that I care about, that I really want is, I don't care about like the, the redo stuff, Matias. Like, ah, oh, this guy fighting that guy again. It's like, it's old, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's been done. Um, John Jones, John Jones and uh, Stipe, uh, or uh, Naganu, but I think personally he should fight like the Cyril Gone or like I don't think that John Jones, as great as he is, deserves to, like a front of the line shot, bro. Like I don't think you should just get a heavyweight title shot. You haven't yeah, fought in I'm years. Waiting. You're always getting suspended. Like, you got to prove this. Like, and yeah, you're John Jones, so we're giving you the benefit of the doubt, but you got to fight Stipe, and then if you beat him, then you get Nagano. Right? I don't, I don't, and I think Stipe is a little past his prime, too, with all due respect, and he's a hell of an athlete and stuff and amazing, but a lot of wars. He's older now. Let's see John Jones Nagano, but I think that John Jones should be forced to fight somebody, Matias, in the heavyweight division before he gets a title shot. 100% agree, and I think Stipe was the best name, and like you said, I don't think the UFC wants John Jones to lose when he fights Stipe. They're hoping that he beats Stipe, so then they could set up the, the super fight against Francis. You know, th that's going to be their best. Uh, here, I found the odds here. Nagadu, minus 220. Minus 220. 
John Jones, I think, would beat Stipe. And yeah, you know what? I, those are famous last words, bro, because I've lost a lot of money saying this guy will beat him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, he's I, always I, found I, a way. Stipe, too. He's old now. He's 38 or 39, bro. Like, come on. He was slowing down before. Let's just be real. Like, what he's old. What excites me is the extra weight. You know, we've never seen John Jones. He looks like, big and good. And, 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 you know, we, we don't know his punch power. We don't know his speed at that at that weight class. And that's what makes his fight so exciting. You yeah, know, but make him fight once. What type of ninja he is now. Yeah, make him fight once. Uh, I like to let, what, let, what let's a good see. competition, though. You're fighting a guy who who held the belt for some time, Stipe. You know, Stipe, he was even. I'd like to see against Cyril Gunn. Champion ever. John's, oh. Jones versus Gunn. That's I what I'd like to see. That fight. But I'm saying Nagano is better than Gunn. Nagano is my guy, right? I was on Nagano, right? Nagano like, is the badass, but I'm saying that if, if I'm the UFC, I'd be like, all right. Jones fight God, but like you said, you're right. You're bang on about it. They don't want to get John Jones beat. <laughs> like you know what I mean? This is a mega fight, bro. John it. Jones okay. versus Naganu, that's big money. Like that's the one even me. I'm like, I'll pay for that. I'll go to that. Like where I'll go to that fight type thing. Like I'll wherever it is, I'll be there. Unless it's in France or something. You know what I mean? But it won't be. It'll Gabe, be Vegas. I, I went to that fight, Cyril Gon versus Francis Ngannou. That's the fight that was in Anaheim. That was after yeah. Brandon Moreno, Davis, and Figueredo, where half the people left the arena because Moreno was Moreno fans were pissed off that he left. Oh yeah, <laughs> and people were falling asleep uh, during, yeah, the, uh, during the Francis and Gandhi Cyril Gone fight. You know, it was a take. Well, was it? Yeah. Oh, that was the best. Yeah. Oh no, that's right. Nagano was gonna lose. Nagano was like this man. Nagano was like getting kicked in the head. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna take this guy down. Actually, this is working. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> exactly. about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let people were booing him. He's like, wow, well, you know, like. Yeah, it was smart, bro, of Nagano. He was smart. He, you know what I mean? He realized. Actually, it's one thing, dude. Nagano looked tired and slow in that fight, actually. But like you said, what's John Jones going to look like? John Jones is scary, dude. As I stated, like, I would have John Jones as the greatest of all time, but he hasn't fought enough. You know, like, honestly, like, if you look back, like, over the years. But anyways, this all started with Diaz and Cosmot. So, Cosmot says, uh, I'm going to handle the funeral for the UFC. That's <laughs> the way that's going. September the 10th, uh, UFC 279. That's a huge weekend. I got to admit, that's a great weekend. Isn't that, the, isn't that the one that John Jones is supposed to be on? Yeah, they said September for John Jones. This is the one, right? UFC 279. That's Let me a super UFC that's 279, John Jones. That was the one. Because they said, yeah, no, it won't be ready for August, but September. Which really means what? Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Hey, did I hear something crazy or something about Daniel Cormier coming back? Or did I dream that? Daniel Cormier? Daniel Cormier still bothered by John Jones' failed drug test. I can't let it go. Daniel Cormier says WWE's asked him to work with the Creed Brothers. I thought I heard Pharrell talking about Cormier. All right, Aras Mikazi, next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Twisted Tuesday continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi, Sirius XM Channel 159, kicking it on the mightier 1090 ESPN radio up and down the coast of 50,000 watt juggernaut. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's bring in a man that doesn't need any introduction on these AM radio affiliates and the mightier 1090. Arash Murkazi steps up and interactions. It's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I am good living the dream in Los Angeles. So, Arash, uh, a couple of things that we've learned. Uh, Los Angeles can still put on a great. Uh, show. Julio Rodriguez is a great, uh, you know, this guy's unbelievable. The Home Run Derby is super uh, popular and I think it really has surpassed the NBA Slam Dunk Contest as the premier the premier showcase in, in all-star sports. And oh yeah, Bad Bunny is a big-ass dude and gets a big pop wherever he goes, man. <laughs> I think throughout the whole weekend, Bad Bunny's pop is still right at the top, isn't it? <laughs> it was incredible. I mean, Bad Bunny, the pop he got for the uh, celebrity softball game was one of the loudest ovations I've heard a player get. Again, he's not an official player. He's a celebrity, but one of the top five ovations at Dodger Stadium this season. So, you know, it, it was really incredible. You know, but Gabe, you were here for the Super Bowl week, and again, you can't predict weather, but I'm really happy as someone who's from Los Angeles, happy to see these big events come back. 75 degrees and sunny all week leading up to the game. Same was the case at the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, hope the Super Bowl comes back soon. Hope this game comes back soon, uh, too. I mean, Gabe, it was 42 years we didn't have the All-Star game here in Los Angeles. How was the All-Star game not in Los Angeles since 1980? I just, like, it's almost, it's it like, mind, no it's mind-blowing. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, because we've, we've done such a good job of, in terms of refurbishing the stadium. It looks old, it feels old, and that's fine. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, you talk about the red carpet in downtown. Town. You had the uh, the uh, draft in downtown. You had the game and the home run derby at Dodger Stadium. Uh, you know, I mean, like all the events and the parties around um, Hollywood and West Hollywood and stuff like that. I mean, it's just such a perfect place to host this game, and I think all the players had a great time. So hopefully the game comes back soon. I think the players absolutely loved it. Um, so let me ask you about a player in Juan Soto. What a showcase. Even though he won the home run derby, it was kind of about Rodriguez. It was like, wow, look at Rodriguez. Rodriguez, but yeah. nevertheless, I'm not one of these guys, uh, Mo, when it comes to the Dodgers, you know, thinks that we should sign everybody and trade for everybody all the time, but Juan Soto's a pretty special player. What are you hearing? Because the Dodgers have been pretty quiet. There's been no leaks about anything, right? Oftentimes, you'll hear leaks uh, about big-time players, and we're hearing a lot of leaks from other teams, but whenever a big-time organization and you don't hear anything, I always believe that they're actually up to something. What are you hearing? What are you feeling about Juan Soto and a potential trade to the Dodgers? You know, the unique thing about the Dodgers and Juan Soto is you saw in the Futures game, the Dodgers have plenty of prospects that they could package in a proposed deal for a Juan Soto. Uh, the Dodgers are one of a handful of teams that are in the running if the Washington Nationals do pull a trade. And, you know, the common consensus around the game has been, you know, within the next, uh, you know, 15 days, two weeks or so before the trade deadline, that Washington, after Juan Soto turned down a 15-year, $440 million deal, that they will look to move him. Uh, with the Dodgers, they are in the unique position of having an amazing farm system where, you know, maybe they're going to have to give up a couple of players on this year's team. But generally, it'll be comprised of a lot of really big-name prospects. And I do think that that is a guy that they want to go after. He's very familiar with the Dodgers. Trey Turner is one of his really good friends. They, they caught up at the game. Um, you know, Juan Soto was actually in the stands during the Dodgers postseason a year ago supporting Trey Turner as well as as well as Max Scherzer. So, you know, he knows what kind of an organization the Dodgers have. And again, the Dodgers are the type of team that could pony up and give him the long-term contract that he wants. 
can just picture Rush Mercasi with us. Trey, tell them it's amazing. First class organization. It's just so great. It's amazing. But I just gotta, I, I just gotta love. You know, it's coming when these conversations. But bro, the traffic's pretty bad, man. Like they're gonna get, like they're gonna throw that, throw that in there. I've always said that the Dodgers need like a helipad because I thought it was fitting. Actually, Trey Turner was talking about how he's much more comfortable with Rash, and I think it's something that we take for granted. Um, you know, especially some guys aren't used to massive cities. You know, a culture change when they get traded. And I like what Trey said over the weekend. He said, "I'm more comfortable now." And he goes, "Even just like driving to the stadium." He was basically saying he oh, used yeah. to freak, freak him out, like going home after the game, and he'd get lost, and he didn't. You know, just, people don't think about those little things. So let me ask you, Rash. We could talk uh, about the All Star Weekend all week, but there's a lot of stuff I want to throw at you. We're, we're hearing conflicting reports as far as Westbrook is concerned right now. Some that basically, you know, what I mean, that they want to leave him, um, they want to leave him at the bus station, and and others. We heard a call that there was a call to commitment uh, the other night. You're pretty dialed in on this. If there was a you know commitment call between Westbrook, AD, and LeBron, that listen, you know, we we've got to keep this thing, you know, we've got to come in on the same page this year. And then there's other reports, and you know, I, I love I love Johan. He joins us on the show. He's saying that there's talking about teams saying you're gonna have to give us a first round pick to take him, which I don't I don't believe. I think that the Westbrook slander is like over the top that somehow he's a scapegoat for all the Lakers problems. But what are you hearing? What are you feeling about this Westbrook situation with the Lakers? And do you agree with me that it's just damn nasty right now? It is, you know, so the Lakers are trying to move Russell Westbrook, and I still believe that that Russell Westbrook does want to leave. I think the last season was so bad going on going into the trade deadline, and at this point, it's no secret that Russ knows that the Lakers and LeBron want to move on. They want to get him traded. Uh, you know, what happened at the Summer League made it very public. I mean, you know, the fact that they were on the court at the same time, didn't sit next to each other, didn't cross paths. I mean, the Summer League one of those moments where you just you know it, it, you make pleasantries with everyone so I, I really believe what you're hearing now is kind of being planted whether it's by the Lakers or whatnot because the Lakers need to kind of save some face here they can't make it seem like it's that bad so you're having these uh, reports that you know LeBron and AD and Russ had a come to Jesus moment that you know, they're, they're working together they basically want to make it seem like hey we don't have to make a trade the consensus of among other GMs in this league is that the Lakers do have to make a trade. That the situation is so untenable that that listen, uh, you know, listen. If if we're going to take Russ off your hands, you're going to have to part with a first round pick, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker, something else. But I, I agree with you, Gabe. I think last season was a little bit more of an aberration than anything else. I think the fact of the matter is, if Russ is on a different team, I think he can still be a very good, productive player. Is he one of the top players in the league as he was a couple of years ago, no. But this idea that, you know, he's one of the worst players in the league, that's just, that's just not true. Arash Markazi with us just for a couple of more moments. Uh, we always appreciate his time throwing it down. So, Arash, uh, how much did you put on USC? Because I know that the Westgate uh, <laughs> took a lot of <laughs> So, how much of that is your money? I will say this. I will say this because I was surprised. I saw a story uh, last week. I talked about it, and it was another book, but it was basically saying about how there was a ton of Ohio State money uh, this yeah. year. That people, you know, the, the, the mass public and a lot of sharps are hammering Ohio State to win a championship and I brought up the story I said you normally it's USC and I said normally USC take more action in Vegas than every other team combined and the Westgate uh, the H the Hilton whatever we want to call it home of the super contest it's always been a big time USC uh, big time USC book but this is going to be we expect this for years to come what are you hearing about the Trojans uh, with the season around the corner right now I'm getting fired up can't wait for that Stanford game yeah, I mean, they are going to be very good. And this transfer portal was a godsend, not only for Lincoln Riley, but USC in terms of getting Caleb Williams and a lot of players who can help them to succeed uh, this season. You know, that being said, defensively, Gabe, they're not that strong. If they are to be successful, they're going to be like Lincoln Riley's teams with the Sooners, you know, where they would put up 40 but give up, you know, close to 40. And so you would have to win these high-scoring games. I do think USC will, will be good. 
good? Do I like them to get to the college football playoff? No, um, as we are talking right now, they are sixth. Uh, but again, <laughs> great story today on um, on uh, ESPN in terms of them getting the most um, action. I don't see them winning the national championship. The game, if they get to the game, if they can find a way to get to the game, these national championship will be at SoFi Stadium, will be in Los Angeles. It would be technically kind of a home game for them. That would be incredible. It really, um, it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. And nobody's talking about UCLA football coming into this year, but they're pretty loaded as well. Um, they're yeah, they're kind of yeah. they're getting overshadowed right now. They got some good they got some good players on that team, though. They 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 do, and this is a make or break season for Chip Kelly. I thought he, he found a way to kind of save his job. Blew out USC. Um, there at the Coliseum, but UCLA should be good. But as you know, Gabe, the problem with them is they play at the Rose Bowl. The majority of the uh, yep. of the students just don't care. They really let me care. let me ask you this. Actually, um, what about UCLA? Has it ever come up them playing at SoFi? No, you know, they've, they've signed a very long-term lease with the, the Rose Bowl, so they're committed to the Rose Bowl for quite some time. What has been talked about is a uh, manual preseason type of game where there is UCLA or USC yeah, yeah, would yeah. have a, a game there. But no, yeah, UCLA's committed long-term to the Rose Bowl. That's a great, you know, and I figured, exactly, I knew they were committed to the Rose Bowl. I figured, you know, okay, game a year here or there. Like you yeah. just said, I think it would be a great idea. I remember going to see Colorado and um, Colorado Colorado and Tennessee in Anaheim. Remember, they used to have the kickoff classic. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I was there. It was a tie game. National champions uh, were there. All right, so uh, before we get you out of here, uh, the Olympics, uh, 2028, the dates are out there, and it sounds crazy. What, you guys talking about the LA 28? That's right, <laughs> man. Time time goes by fast, Rash. God willing, you and I will be around, and it's going to be here before we know it. So July 14th, uh, July 14th through July 30th, 2028, what's the excitement level now with the committee and everybody? Because that's stated man time goes by faster rash la's on the clock 100 percent. i think everyone's excited for the opening ceremonies which will be a joint opening ceremonies it'll be the los angeles memorial coliseum which this will be their third olympic at the coliseum and also at sofi stadium and big moment for sofi stadium not only getting to host the olympics in 2026 but also the world cup so uh, just again we touched on it big time sports events coming back to los angeles this is a perfect time to be here and finally in closing a rash uh, man we're running the gauntlet here another one of your world's wrestling uh there's word on, yeah word, word on the street was there was reports the reports that um that the wwe and like monday night raw were going to um they're going to drop their pg their pg yeah. format and get a little bit ex- more extreme again and people were like oh it didn't happen yet you know it wasn't going to happen overnight this so i sort of thought that they threw it out there to get a feeler for this but i don't want to put you on the spot i know you work for them at, at times as well but um what are you hearing about this moving forward do you think we could it could get a little edgier moving forward yeah, listen, by the way, I would have no problem with that. I was a big fan of, like, D-Generation X back in the day and the stuff that I do now for the company, you know, working with uh, Paul Levesque, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, you know, I mean, they were the uh, the guys for D-Generation X. And so, listen, I mean, if we got a little bit more raunchy, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I think that they, have, that they have shows for younger viewers, but that that kind of a show, no problem with that. Rush <laughs> <laughs> just bring it on. <laughs> I just hear, I can, all I can hear is the king. There's puppies, JR, puppies. That's right, exactly. <laughs> puppies. <laughs> yeah, you're the best, Rash. Always a pleasure, man. I know, I know you're busy. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Gabe. I'll talk to you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Thanks to Araj Markazi for joining us on the program. It really is the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio once again. Man, for dog days of summer, these shows are flying by. We've got football coming up around the corner as well. Uh, man, I got college football uh, fever. Actually, I was really into the All Star, uh, into the All Star game and the All Star weekend and all this type of stuff. It was fun, uh, but uh, college football around the corner. NFL uh, preseason, CFL. CFL has been rough for us. We, we were really killing it, man. The first four weeks of the season, the last two weeks have been whacked uh, in the league. But that's what makes the CFL. They call it the you know, Canadian Football League, and now it's the Crazy Football League. Uh, but point spreads um, coming up. Nebraska and uh, Northwestern. Remember, we were talking with Coach Jeff Reinbold about this game. This game is in uh, Dublin, right? They're going to Ireland. So uh, Nebraska and Northwestern. And uh, Nebraska, 11.5-point favorites. Total is 50.5. West Virginia and Pittsburgh, the backyard brawl. Uh, we got uh, six and a half point point spread. Pittsburgh laying six and a half to West Virginia. Remember JT Daniels, the quarterback of the Mountaineers. Now it uh, totals 54. I think West Virginia are live dogs in this game. Um, Keaton Slovis, not a quarterback. Got a lot of transfers and stuff. So I think it'll be a close game. Uh, come down to the wire and you're getting points. I think it was like seven and a half before. It's six and a half now. Uh, they, you know, these aren't just all week one games. I'm just sorry. This is FanDuel's uh, week one, but sort of the big week one games. Penn State and Purdue, a little Big Ten action. Penn State minus three and a half at Purdue. Utah and Florida is an interesting game. And props to Anthony Richardson for dropping his AR-15 uh, slogan. Show some maturity. You know what I mean? As a quarterback and, and recognizing, and he basically stated that, listen, I was number 15 and my name's AR, but... I don't want, like, uh, listen, he did have a scope on his merch before. So, you know what I mean? He had a AR-15 with a scope. Uh, and he said, yeah, you know what? He goes, I'm dropping the, uh, I'm dropping it. He goes, I'm just AR now, all right? Like, but I, I, I think he's showing some maturity. Coach Harbaugh, you're an idiot. We'll hit this on the other side. Just shut up, Coach. Seriously, bro. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.